From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? <laughs> They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hello, everybody. This is San Francisco Dam with your hostess, Dee Dee Russell LaFrac from beautiful downtown San Francisco. Or is it? Darlings, I am doing this podcast for you, which airs Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from San Francisco. I'm doing this fresh from being outside. I think I will not be stepping foot in any San Francisco grocery store for a long time, like a long time. I've been quarantined. I'm healthy. Went out to like get some extras. What I did is I walked down a San Francisco street towards downtown. I am not going to name that street. It's been slightly raining. And I have some personal protection in my pockets that is completely legal and highly effective. Never had to use it, my personal protection. So please follow me because this podcast is, of course, like all San Francisco dams, under 15 minutes. And now we're into one minute. So I'm walking down a San Francisco street in the center of the street or facing traffic. And on the street, both sides is lined. The San Francisco crime containment area is populated primarily by African-American male drug vagrants. Um, what I saw today, I will not be walking down that street for months. Uh, I wouldn't walk down that street even with a man. Uh, armed guard, perhaps. But what I saw, it w- it just really cemented that parts of downtown San Francisco is the crime containment area. Older, toothless, black males. Um, there's a street. I would. I I made a turn, and I was at um, Eddie at Taylor. There is a new condominium that's been built. Very nice looking, kind of brown and bronzy. And right down, right on the street. In front of this brand new condominium, it, the dichotomy, the it, to say it's ironic, I, uh, it's just like this gigantic um, encampment of African-American male drug vagrants and the poor women that they get to be on the street with them. And I was looking at that and I was just like, San Francisco, damn. And I will not be in that location. I will not be setting foot on those locations for months because it's out of control. This is your podcast for Wednesday, April. Now, what day is this? The 8th. The days are just running into each other. This is Wednesday, April 8th. I won't be walking around that neighborhood until June or something. Um, I'm expecting in the future when I listen to this, the National Guard will have came down to San downtown San Francisco and regulated things because obviously the democratic system, the political progressives, it's out of control. So let me continue my tale. I was going downtown to um, upgrade my provisions. I, I get deliveries, go out and, you know, have to get exercise. I follow all health protocols. 
Nobody can tell me how to decontaminate. I do everything I'm supposed to do. So I am not an ignorant woman. And my first stop, I wanted to go to Coal Hardware. By the way, I love Coal Hardware. It's a family-run chain of hardware stores. They've been there for me. Even sometimes they would have whack employees, and I would go to Yelp and complain. And the owner reminds me so much of my late husband. He was like this retail genius, and he would respond like, on top of it, like if I would happen to get a, a funky clerk who attempted to dehumanize me with a funky attitude or give me substandard service, which I absolutely do not expect. I expect to be treated like everyone else fairly across the board. And that's how I treat everyone in my life. So when I would go to Yelp and Kvetch about these, you know, schmucks, <laughs> the owner was right on. And he's like, OK, thank you for bringing this to my attention. I'm going to get on top of that. And that is one of the main reasons why I am loyal to Cole Hardware. And then I would see actual improvement in the stores. He wouldn't just be giving you lip service. So I went to Cole Hardware to get some spray paint for a, um, for a project. Spray paint some plastic, plastic something. So I'm in there. We're, um, you know, using, you know, the, uh, you're supposed to have be six feet away from everybody. You got to have that, that personal space of six feet and here comes one of San Francisco's protected class, the uh, druggy vagrant. But this was not an African-American. This was not a Negro. This was a Caucasian male. So they really have horrible attitudes because they use white male privilege. But they don't have anything to back it up except having white skin. I mean, you have to have something to back up your privilege. So I'm in line, and we there's a tape, six feet. And this uh, white male vagrant kept breaching my uh, personal space. And I'm, I'm assertively trained. I did EST, Warner Earhart, which is a Earhart a training seminar, Earhart seminar training, one of those. I did EST long time ago. Warner led my training. I was in a long time ago in San Francisco. I'm a devotee of Dr. Wayne Dyer. I love Louise Hay. I'm assertively trained. There's a, there's a big difference between being assertive and being aggressive. One is being a jerk and one is just like advocating for yourself within social niceties. So I'm in this beautiful hardware store that I like, Cole's Hardware on 4th at Market. And this uh, white bum is trying to use white male privilege without anything to back it up. You know what I did? I said, security. And then he starts mumbling, how am I supposed to shop if I have to stay six feet away from you? I said, what you do is you wait. This is what everyone is doing. You wait. And guess who wasn't buying anything anyway? The white male bum. So, of course, the coal hardware employees, they came, you know, they, you know, they regulated things, but they didn't really have to. He was very surprised that I did not, he could not push the ghetto girl button. I just said, security, I don't curse people. I don't use the N-word. I, you, you will not make Dee Dee LaFrac be ghetto. No one can push any loud black woman button on me because I don't have that switch. All right, so this is in my favorite hardware store. He's wacky and leaves this energy. You could just feel the energy. And then, you know, people are talking about, yeah, they're starting to flip out. The homeless are flipping out during this shelter in place and quarantine. They're coming in the store. They're used to being able to steal whatever they want, but now the stores are a little bit more protective of what they have because, I mean, honestly, there's a law where... The vagrants can come into a store and steal up to $950 worth of items. You heard this right. And they would only get a fine. That is, if the police showed up. They would not get arrested unless they're trying to fight somebody. They would just get a fine. 
So, okay, he left a trail of, you know, tears and, you know, wasted white male privilege. And then I go into um, Target. I ordered a new trash can, which is what I'm going to paint. Um, ordered it online. I, I just wanted to get it. I ordered the pickup. They are in um, Target. There's a police in Target because the coddled drug vagrants that use the toilets as sidewalks and um, uh, they use the, the sidewalks as toilets and living rooms and they have a poop patrol that follows them to pick up the poop. They have somebody give them needles so they could shoot up. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. So one of those protected classes were in Walgreens trying to steal I mean, in Target, trying to steal, and Target wasn't having it. So the police was there handling this. And then there was another one going around, uh, like, trying to steal and eat stuff, and then one of the employees is trailing them. Okay, these are two stores where the protected, coddled, druggy vagrants were surprised that they couldn't just come in and do what they usually do, because this is different. This is different now. People are taking their stores seriously. They're taking it seriously. All right, so I... I have my um, spray paint in my backpack. It's a beautiful green, light green backpack with my initial on the back. L.L. Bean, by the way, which changed their policies. It used to be a forever return exchange policy. Now it's one year. I haven't bought anything since they changed their policy, but I do love that uh, backpack. So I've got my spray paint from Cole Hardware, where the freaky, uh, druggy vagrant uh, tried to use some non-existent power. I even called him a bully, by the way. I said, you're trying to bully me. That's, that is not happening. Uh, he left a trail of tears. Uh, Target, the, they're freaking out. Police being called, being trailed by employees, not allowed to do as they usually do because the stores are pretty deserted now, okay? The stores are deserted now. But I did tell you about this law, $950. There is a Walgreens near me. I would go in there, and one time I was in there, and this guy came in. I could tell he was bad news. He picked up the biggest three bottles of liquid detergent he could and just walked right out the store in front of everybody. There's another Walgreens on, on Van Ness at Market. They get cleaned out by the druggy vagrants. They just There's a, a, a viral video of a Walgreens in the financial district and uh, a druggy couple, drug vagrants. These homeless here in San Francisco are junkies, okay? This is not the cuddly, unemployed, hardworking people. They they get the heck out of uh, Dodge, right? All right, so what I'm talking about is they, they, they Walgreens has been their playground. They clean out stores. They know the police are not going to arrest them because of these whack, progressive laws. All right, so I had went to Kohl's, and I went to uh, Kohl's Heart. Where and Target, they're right on Fourth and then Fourth Admission, Fourth and Market, Fourth Admission, and then I pulled back around. I know I'm I'm talking fast to keep this short, and I'm talking without notes, and I will probably not even edit this. And I went to um <clears throat> underneath to Trader Joe's. I said this is going to be my last go round. I'm not coming coming out to any stores like in months. This is it. This is it. And uh, they were down there acting wacky too, and worse. The people were not uh, practicing social distancing. They were get- I had to like admonish people like, please, you are in my space. I'm serious about this. I've got my mask. I've got my gloves. I don't touch my face. I decontaminate when I get in the house. I don't want your droplets on me. And I didn't tell them that. But I'm like very like I'm like and then I would wait for people to shop. And, and I'd, I'd be nice. Please excuse me. May I if they're just meandering, like standing in front of the jar of pasta sauce for a minute 
and everybody's like, you know, in a semicircle waiting for them to step to the side. And I said this one lady, I said, please, uh, you know, I wanted to put something back. She said, that's the job of the clerks to put that back. I said, that clerk is not my maid. I'm, and I said, these people are wacky. And I was in a department. I asked two guys for help. The um, employees usually, that Trader Joe's, the subterranean Trader Joe's at 4th and Market is my favorite Trader Joe's. It was something in the air because they were so stank to me. One, he was like obese. Uh, you know what? An obese retail employee on their feet every day is going to be a grouchy mofo. He was like huffing and puffing and the other little guy, little, you know, guy, he gave me attitude too. Honey, hush. I paid my bill. And of course, being assertively trained, I did est. You know, Louise Hay, positive affirmations, mirror work. Dr. Wayne Dyer, pulling your own strings. Your erogenous zone, all this assertiveness. I talked to the uh, manager and he apologized. I said, you know what? This is completely substandard uh, behavior from these employees. He says, I understand we're going through it. I said, I understand that they should be happy that they have a job. And again, there is no ghetto girl button to be pushed. There is no yelling from me. And then I, I went to call a lift to come back home. And the lift was 10 minutes away. I saw a, uh, a regular Yellow and green taxi. I used that taxi. My fare was only like $7. I gave the guy $20. I said, you know, because I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out shopping. I'll be going out to get exercise. And that's about it. And I gave him two disinfectant wipes. And when he drove me home, he was a brown guy, not African-American. Maybe um, I didn't even ask him which country he was from. We were talking about the shame we feel seeing all these black males on the streets of downtown San Francisco, like thousands of them. And he agreed with me that he thinks in the near future they are going to have to bring the National Guard because he sees them freaking out. People getting his taxi telling him that they're getting approached more by these vagrants. The vagrants are trying to assault them, chasing them down the street. It's a mess, honey. So I want a podcast of San Francisco Damn. I promise you the next podcast will be talking about something nice because I am not going to be in any more stores and I'm not going to be on any buses where I am cheek to jowl with these protected vagrant druggies. They can have the city. There's a higher power that is going to deal with them. It won't be me, Dee Dee LeBrac. They won't have me to kick around in these stores for months. And I have to say again, thank you, Cole Hardware. I love you guys. Trader Joe's, usually you guys are the best. Target, there comes see, comes saw. It was good uh, customer service there. And you, the listener. Now, San Francisco, damn, airs Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays under 15 minutes. Thanks for listening. I'm Dee Dee LaFrac. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. Hey, thanks for listening. That's San Francisco Dam, your daily psychodramatic storytelling podcasting platform from the downtown Tenderloin District of You Know Where. I'm Dee Dee LaFrac, your host, producer. Appreciate you listening and subscribing. Make sure to check out San Francisco Dam wherever your podcasts are available. Thank you. You're the best. San Francisco Dam Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary. 
Thank you for listening to San Francisco Dam with Didi LaFrac. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Anchor App, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Dam Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening. San Francisco Dam Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary.